Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Welcome back to another episode of Buzz with Brian. Thanks for tuning in this week and every week. We have a podcast first here. This is going to be a brewery update. That's right. Back to one of my uh, stomping grounds here in Madison, Wisconsin. We are on the east side at Starkweather Brewing. Joining me again on the mic. It's been a little over a year and a half. Hard to imagine that much time has passed and that many beers. But Peter Schroeder, the owner, the brewer of Starkweather. Thanks, Peter, for joining me. Thank you, Brian, for having me again. Of course. And um, as a part of this brewery update, you know, I alluded to some time has passed. It's been a little over a year and a half. Um, you're still kind of young in your brewery ownership of this place. And I thought, what a great opportunity to hop on the mic and see what's changed, what's new, what do you got going on? Still brewing a lot of beer. I mean, we're still in Wisconsin, so people like to drink the beers. Mm-hmm. Um, to go back to 2023, it was a great year for us. Of course, our first full year. Mm-hmm. Um, besides uh, winning basically nine awards with our beers, which is, of course, great for a starting brewery. Our kitchen has been expanding, doing really well. Oh, yes. Uh, Award-winning as well. E- award-winning <laughs> chicken wings. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Uh, we got a lot of events nowadays on a weekly, monthly basis that are doing really well. So yeah, no, it's been been great for us. Excellent. Uh, and then speaking of beers, though, you did put a beer in front of me. What do we have on the pod here? That is called uh, Atarashi Biru. So of course you know exactly what that means. <laughs> uh, that means new beer in Japanese. Uh, not that I'm very fluent in Japanese, but Kuku gives us a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this beer has been made with a little bit of gochi rice that I got from Jeff Scanlon and Uka Brewing. Okay, um, out so, of Beaver Dam. Okay. Yeah, out of Beaver Dam. Uh, so I did a separate mesh and then just put it into uh, the rest of the ward and created an, uh, a crisp lager. Awesome. Well, look forward to talking about that and talking about the plans heading into the next year for you here, and we'll get on to today's show. All right, so we are ready to kick this one off. I'm really excited to be chatting with Peter again today. He's uh, he's a handful of times to chat with. <laughs> Thank you, always, I think. <laughs> no, it's, it's always a good thing. He tells a good joke quick with his words, and he makes great beer, so he keeps me coming back for more. Thank you. Yeah, yes. It's been about 15 years now that I've been brewing. Um, home brewing, of course, first. Then I started doing some commercial brewing with Mobcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other breweries, uh, both in Milwaukee and Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, then became the head brewer at One Barrel. And then there's where I met my three business partners, Michael, Thomas and Tom. And that's when we started taking over uh, this place, which used to be Next Door Brewing. And now we've mm-hmm. been here since February of 2022 open. So yeah, it's, it's been it's been good. It's been busy. I probably brewed close to 200 beers here already wow. in the two years. So yeah, <laughs> it's only a three-barrel batch, so we go through it pretty quickly. We mm-hmm. do a lot of new beers, but we have a few staples nowadays. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, people seem to enjoy what we're doing, so we keep doing it. Definitely, I, and I agree. I'm one of the people that has uh, firsthand enjoyed that, <laughs> the fruits of your labor. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but speaking of, I guess you know, before we get into kind of what's new and exciting here, and we're appro- approaching the two-year mark for you, as you alluded to, you opened up in February of. 2022 so that's that's uh, something we'll talk about later on but you know you said you have a couple mainstay beers that have kind of 
anchored their position on your Absolutely. on your tap line. Tell us about that. What are some beers that people have really latched onto that you find yourself brewing over and over now? One of the things that I learned having my own brewery uh, is that you always have people coming in. Oh, you're a brewery. I don't like beer, mm-hmm. which is always a great opener because it says <laughs> off, outside we are a brewery. <laughs> yeah. um, but then they often go to the lighter beer. So two of our staples that have been going really well is the Cap City Lager, uh, which is mm-hmm. a very crisp uh, American lager. And then we have a cream ale called Lake Loop, and today I and today after I brewed the twelfth batch of Lake Loop, which means thirty six barrels have been going through in the two years. Wow! Which means it's a big seller. I mean, mm. people love it. Uh, every now and then we have a different tap in town where it will go on tap, but that's one that we will keep going. Uh, those two, and then uh, Sweet Heat. That's one that we oh, discussed yes. the first time mm-hmm. that you were here, and I think you even tasted it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the fifth or sixth version of it. Uh, we now have a mango version going, and probably late spring I will come with another one, which I'm leaning towards maybe doing a citrus forward, an orange version. Oh, lovely. Okay. Um, so the Sweet Heat is a uh, German Kose with scorpion pepper and a fruit added. So mm-hmm. that's that's one that people always look forward to. We got a few other ones that will come back. Uh, Succulent Sunshine is a Hefeweizen that comes once per year. Black Eagle is a border, sorry, a Schwarzlager with vanilla. And yeah, we have a few that will reoccur throughout the year because mm-hmm. people will look for it. Um, same as our Optimus Prime, our Oktoberfest. Oh, can I stop you there for a second? Absolutely. Your Oktoberfest, in my opinion, and I hope the other Madison breweries are listening to me, my favorite from this past year. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to say that right now. It was that good. It's, it, it was amazing to me to see because <laughs> in the first year I made a three-barrel batch and we sold it in four weeks. And I'm like, okay, it was a big hit. This year mm-hmm. I decided to make, or last year because 2023, I uh, made a double batch, six barrels, and we were done with it in three weeks. It was sold out. And I'm like, okay. Wow. So what am I doing in 2024? <laughs> am I just starting it in January? So we sell it all year. Mm-hmm. Not sure yet. But yeah, that, that seems to be going really well. Um, yeah, and there's just some styles, seasonal beers that will always come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a Wisco. It's an American Ember that we will bring back every now and then. Okay. So yeah, there are some staples. And people can tell us. I mean, if, if people say, hey, I had this beer. I really liked it. Can you make it again? Then, of course, we will always consider it. I mean, that's... Uh, Definitely. That's absolutely uh, what we like to do. We like to please the people. Definitely. And speaking of pleasing the people and uh, pleasing your customers, one thing that I don't know that I don't think you just mentioned was your kind of continuing theme of the friend request beer. Mm -hmm. Is that something that's still going to be going strong into the next year? Yep, absolutely. We already have one coming up. I'm I'm working with the person as we speak. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing I'm going to reveal right now is probably that it's going to be a spicy brown ale. Mm. Um, Okay, that's fun. then we have another three or four already lined up for this year that we will get into. I don't know the styles yet, but we will talk mm-hmm. to the people and get that going. And who knows, maybe this year we will even do one with you, Brian. I would be flattered. <laughs> as long as it's not another Oktoberfest, because if I already make 20 barrels, then no, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> we can make something very creative together. Absolutely. Yes, I'm absolutely. not too worried about it. All right, so that covers our basis on you know what's been selling, what's been going, the flagship years, if you will. Uh, what else do you want? Like, what has changed since the last time we talked in the year and a half? Um, and what do you look forward to pumping into year three of of Starkweather beer? So, um, of course, we got a lot more merchandise than we had when we opened. Um, mm-hmm. We got shirts, beanies. I mean, like every other brewery, of course, ours are the best because it's Starkweather. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, we're still going to be working on getting more done through the kitchen, maybe upgrades or switch some stuff out. But for mm-hmm. now, the kitchen is going great. But again, um, if, as we see more people coming in for events, maybe there's other, other menu items that we can put on there. 
Uh, I've always been a big fan of collaboration, so I'm still looking for other breweries to do collaborations with. We might revisit some, that's how we started. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm seeing myself doing another collaboration with Uga, for example, or G5. Mm -hmm. uh, besides that, I still have too many ideas for, for beers that I haven't made <laughs> yet. Uh, there's always new ingredients coming out, like we just talked about the rice beer, that that is a new ingredient that I had never used before. Uh, new hops coming out, mm -hmm. um, so there will always be, be fun stuff for me to do. Um, Absolutely. But like I said, staples are going to come back too, so it's, it's, it's kind of like a mix. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't see myself getting bored in, in brewing. Um, three barrel batch, almost every week there's a new beer on, which means every month I can come up with a few new beers. Yeah. Definitely. And actually, I have a question. When you mentioned the three-barrel batch, and obviously if, you, if you're someone that's come to Starkweather, you're very familiar with the layout, but if you're someone that hasn't been here before, you know, you have these glass windows that you can see into the brew production space here, uh, and you can see where Peter is doing his, his work. Uh, and is there any, I mean, it's a, it's a smaller space, but is there any room for growth in there? Do you have any chain, like plans to change that system, or are you kind of, I'm, I'm going to stick with my three-barrel system for the near future here? That's, that's, because of the room, I don't think we can get much bigger, mm -hmm. but I have four three-barrel fermenters and four six-barrel fermenters, and sure. I've never been using them all at the same time. Okay. Um, so there's still room for, for additional production if need be. Mm -hmm. uh, also, of course, nowadays, I'm lucky to be a brewer in this time and era because there's so much yeast available that will make beers go way faster. Crike uh, mm -hmm. yeast, for example, I can make a beer that can be done within two weeks, mm -hmm. while previous, you would have to wait six weeks before anything could be ready. So from that perspective, I can do it a lot faster, mm -hmm. um, but we still have plenty of capacity to, to grow and make more. Um, if we decide to go into distribution for ourselves, for example, we mm -hmm. should be able to get some into the market. Awesome, that's exciting to hear. And I mean, I know you all run the, you know, buy one or buy two, get one crawler free, and they definitely always sell crawlers to go. I've been known to take home a crawler or two from your place as well, but is that something, you know, you talked about distribution, is that something that you're eyeing up? We're, we do have some 16-ounce cans that we every now and then use. To be honest, I'm the one using them the most for competitions, but that's something mm -hmm. that we're also looking into. Maybe get a cooler at one point that we can put some six-packs in, four-packs in, whatever we're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And then maybe kind of follow what Working Dress has been doing, growing into the distribution, doing it yourself, and see how mm -hmm. much you can grow. Now, of course, if we get so successful that the three barrels will not be enough, an offside brewery is never out of the picture. But then you're looking at a whole different ballpark idea, and I don't think we're ready for that yet. But of course, hopefully in two years when we sit here again, I can say, hey, come to our other location where yeah. we will do much bigger things. Definitely. <laughs> well, I hope for I hope for that to actually for that plan to unfold, and I would love for you know the idea for a second Starkweather location to exist. Two of us. Mm, yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure a few more, but yeah. two of us at least. <laughs> Um, all right, Peter. Well, one thing that you just said there that I want to kind of hone in on and not to jump all over the place, but you talked about submitting beers to competition, and that's something you alluded to also at the beginning of this episode, that you have amassed a nice collection of hardware that, as I see, is up on the wall now, which I, I love that addition. I think that's great. Showcase it with pride. Um, what is, you know, speak to that. What has that been like for you to win these awards for your beers that you're brewing, even at the national level? I mean, that's, that's really, really neat. In all honesty, for me, it was very surprising. Mm -hmm. um, not that I'm doubting what I'm doing here, but that you know that there are so many breweries in the United States and some of the medals that we won are international. So you're competing with a lot of other breweries, other mm -hmm. beer producers. Um, the first one, the, the first two that we won was in a competition in New York, the international New York competition. And we entered three beers and we won for two beers, which was 
eye-opening to me. <laughs> I was like, holy, that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And from there on, I just kept adding more beers to other competitions. Now, they might not be the biggest competitions in the world, but still, recognition is recognition in my, my opinion. If you see that there are 500 beers entered, and you enter three and you win with two, then you're doing something right. So, um, and the funny thing is about all the awards that we won, none of them were for the same beer. So they were all for separate beers that we have been making throughout 2023. Uh, This year we're gonna do the same thing. I'm always looking for for other competitions to be entering in and just see how it it pans out. Um, And that goes really well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent, well thank you for sharing that. Um, and then speaking of rewards, let's also talk about the kitchen side of things. I alluded to this in the episode intro, the chicken wings, award winning. I Be- think best of medicine, yeah, best, best of medicine. medicine. Uh-huh. And we took uh, the third place, which is awesome. Steve, our, our main chef, is, is a great guy. I've known him for many years. And uh, yeah, we entered it in, the, in that competition and we took third place, which is yeah amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. the chicken wings, we, we do like different dry rubs. You can get different sauces. Uh, of course, you got your side dishes like tater tots, french fries, onion rings, whatever you want to do with it. But yeah, people have been coming in and, and trying them. Uh, one of our events that we have done twice so far is beer and chicken pairing. Mm-hmm. And people love it. They come in, they get six samples of beer, they get several chicken wings, and they sit here for an hour and a half, two hours, and we talk about it. And yeah. Just community thing. I mean, people love to come in for that. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I love that. And I agree. I, you kind of outlined that nicely. The chicken wing experience here, it is choose your own adventure. There's between the dry rubs, all the different sauces. I mean, I would challenge someone to find something that even they're, everyone's going to find something they like amongst all the variety Absolutely. that you offer. And it's all very good. I mean, I've, I think I've worked my way through the menu on the sauces. Well, it's so perfect. All of them are good. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's from sweet to really spicy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's however you want it. I mean, and that's, yeah, that's, that's one of the, the big things that we do here. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so then let's reel in on what's coming up, right? This episode will drop just ahead of your two-year anniversary. Perfect. We have a big event, or you have a big event that you're going to host, kind of a week-long um, chain from February 6th to the 11th, I believe. Correct, correct. Our what? anniversary is on the 8th. Mm-hmm. That's when we opened in 2022. Uh, this year, I came up with the idea, and we're calling it Shout Out Stout. Yep. And we have 10 other breweries, might be nine, but hopefully the, oh, wow. the 10th will come in too. That's more uh, than you told me the last time we talked about I know, about I know. <laughs> I, I reached out to a lot of them and because you never know who's going to come through. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, uh, so far it's been, been really good. Uh, it's basically the medicine breweries and then a few outside of it. So we're looking at uh, G5, Uga, mm-hmm. Delta... Uh, Great Dane, uh, Vintage, Carbon 4, there's a lot of breweries that that's participate in this. So mm-hmm. we, we're getting six stools or quarters of their beer, we're putting it on from the 6th till the 11th, and then we rotate them out as we go. Yep. Uh, right now we're thinking of dedicating 10 lines to all the stouts, and then 5 lines for some lighter beer and some beers that we always have on tap, Okay. so people don't have to drink all the sounds. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, and that should be a great event. I mean, that's, uh, mm. yeah. It and sounds like a good mix of things, an opportunity to try some new things and, you know, experience Madison and the Madison greater area all in one place here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then some of the stouts will be lower ABV, some will be barrel aged, some will be barrel aged for 20 months, some will have additives. It's it's all over the board. There's going to be cran stouts, there's going to be, like I said, barrel aged. It's going to wow. be an adventure for us too. So I, yeah, it's going to be fun. Sure. <laughs> Uh, what can you tell us about the beers that are coming from your side of things? I'm not sure how many of our styles we will put on because again of the lines that we mm-hmm. have. I am brewing next week and I think it's going to be a fun beer. Um, it's the 
base version is going to be called triple chocolate stout. Yeah, okay. So it's going to have a lot of chocolate in there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I know Fred Swanson pretty well from Dancing Goat. Mm -hmm. And he and Sean have promised me a full-size barrel of one of their... Uh, distilled uh, liquids <laughs> and I will get that shortly and then it's going to go into part of the beer will go into the barrel and let it probably sit for six months or maybe even longer uh, that version is going to be called Land of Silk and Honey because I'm putting honey in it too okay um, so that will be a fun barrel aged version um, so I think the base will be ready for the event mm -hmm. Um, last year, again, one of the medals that we won was for our St. Paddy's Day Stout. And I made that beer again, but of course, since we want to make it more often, I don't call it St. Paddy's Day Stout anymore. It's now called the Jamestown Jackdaw. Don't ask me about all the names, it just comes up to me. <laughs> uh, so that one might be on. Uh, right now we have Modest Extremity and Imperial Stout. So mm -hmm. one of the stouts that we still have on will probably go into that week. And then maybe one, maybe two other ones will, will be added to it. Excellent. Well, I look forward to attending the event myself. And then is there, I know throughout the week you have your, you know, your music bingo and your other, you know, daily events. Will that still occur through that week? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. We, okay. we will do a special trivia even. Mm -hmm. uh, we are working with the host of the trivia and I think we're going to do something like Drunk Wisconsin Trivia, okay. which will be about <laughs> beer, but it will everything about Wisconsin. So cheese mm -hmm. will probably be discussed. A lot of other things that are particular to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. uh, music bingo will still be on Thursday. Um, yeah, those are the events that we always have every week. I don't think we have that week a beer and chocolate pairing, but that might be around that time too. And then mm. some of the stouts might be presented at that party too. So. For sure. Very fun. Okay. Well, excellent. Um, Peter, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we move on to some beer here? Mm, let's, let's drink beer. Okay. I mean, that's probably the best way to go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Thank you, Peter, for handing me these beers. That's right. We said we were just going to talk about one at the start of this episode, but we have two now. <laughs> uh, the first one is that Atarashi Biru, the new beer in Japanese. Sorry, I butchered that, but I tried. What Same can... here. I, I don't know any Japanese either. And mm -hmm. again, Google Translate gives you a lot of options. I just put in new beer, what's going to be in Japanese, and Atarashi Biru was what came out. I'm hoping I'm not offending anybody from the land of the rising sun but this is what i called it um chris blacker 5.6 percent mm -hmm. 23 ibus uh, basically goji rice is what what made it japanese so i did a separate mesh with goji rice mm -hmm. and um put it into the full wort before the boil so the goji rice has a bacteria on it it's called aspergillus if i say it right again i'm hoping not to offend any scientists right now but um that's that gives it a little bit more of an acidity to it a little earthy flavor to it and otherwise just a very crisp base uh, easy drinking and yeah um, in the winter time when we have so many heavy beers coming through all the porters all the styles barley wines mm -hmm. i thought hey let's try something different and uh, make sure that people don't drink three of those heavy beers and fall off the chair, they can have a <laughs> little bit of an Atarashi beer in between. Absolutely. And this is uh, would be a very refreshing in between and something that I would retreat to personally if I was working my way through the stouts of a menu and like, yes, I need something just a little light and crisp to finish with. And you said the word earthy, and I feel like that resonates well with me because um, I think a lot of people, when they think uh, a light, pale, colored lager beer, they're like, oh, that's not going to have a lot of flavor. This actually evokes a good amount of flavor 
both on the front end and the mid palette and on the back. And I think that earthiness is what's resonating most with me in the mid palette. It kind of just creates a little bit of intrigue and it makes me really think about what I'm drinking. And then there is a, a and I think I said this to you when you first poured it out to me, there is a little bit of bitterness, um, not like crazy bitterness, right? We're talking way less than an IPA, but there is a little bit of bitterness that balances out some of that sweetness from the grain bill. And it makes a really nice uh, dynamic, but balanced beer. So I'm enjoying this one. And again, that, that's, that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on too. We have 15 lines that we can play with on, on the beer side. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, we can do 15 IPAs if we want to, but having something that will be unique that people will be saying, hey, I've never seen anything like this. It, it makes us unique, I think. Definitely. And have you done, is this your first just rice as a part of the grain bill beard? I've, I've used some, some flake brown rice, okay. um, but that's just to, to get the sugars into, into the wort. It doesn't give any, it gives a little bit of a dryness, but it doesn't give a lot of flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goji rice really gives that little bit of extra kick to the beer itself. Oh, definitely. I would, I would full heartedly agree. Um, so I would, I mean, I don't know how much left of this you have, and hopefully there's still some on when this episode drops and people can come enjoy it too. But this is definitely one to keep your eye out for. I think we should still have some some left over for sure. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. been only been on for like two weeks. Okay. Uh, and again, with a three-barrel batch, normally we do about two months in total with a three-barrel batch. Okay. Uh, depending on the beer, of course. But this one should be on for quite a while. Excellent. Well, Madison listeners, get on down to Starkweather here. <laughs> and then that brings us to our second beer. Which this is, I think, one of the newest ones as of this recording that you just put out. And what can you tell us about this one? So because, um, of course, 2023 was a special year and looking at the dates, the last date of the year was the 123123. Mm-hmm. So this beer is called the 123123. <laughs> uh, we released it on, let me say it one more time, 123123. Yes. <laughs> and um, it's it's a fruited blonde ale. So it's, it's a base of a blonde ale and then I added quite some fruit to it. It has pomegranate, peach passion fruit and a touch of blood orange in it, mm-hmm. um, dry hopped with mosaic hops. So you get a lot of fruit and a little bit of that aroma from the mosaic to the, the blueberry coming through. Yeah. Um, even though I only used a f- little bit of uh, passion fruit, it's it kind of always, always overwhelms. And you said it earlier to me too, Brian. Passion fruit is one of those ingredients that can make a beer or destroy a beer. Mm-hmm. I think in this case, it's it's been pretty mellow in it but you can pick it up, same as the blood orange. But the the most fruit that was used was the pomegranate and the peach. Definitely, I mean, I, I you just took the words out of my mouth there, which is, <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, I, I agree, and I, that's what I did tell you earlier, that I, I find that passion fruit can overwhelm, but in this beer, it does not. I mean, it's definitely the most, um, for me, prominent feature on the nose, but there are other things that still come through, the other fruit additions that you discussed and talked about. On the palate, it is definitely not the most prominent thing. I think it kind of hangs out with all the other ones and melds really nicely together. And the crazy thing is, you said mosaic hops, and the instant you said that, I instantly was like, berry. Yep, I've got berry now. And then you you confirmed that, and I was just like, hmm. This beer continues to uh, just be a showstopper for the style. And I like that it's the blonde ale style base, because I think Sometimes when you throw a lot of fruit on something that's already going to be like a Berliner Weiss, which I like Berliner Weisses, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but um, it gets to be overly acidic, overly tart. I really like the blonde ale base on this one. And the same with, with fruited IPAs. I love mm-hmm. them. I love fruited IPAs, but then often the hop bitterness or the hops in, in general take mm-hmm. over. Um, this beer, of course, since we're in wintertime and, and all the, the flu season and everything else is going on, having a beer with a lot of vitamin C, all the fruit in there, <laughs> it's really important to drink one. So. Yes, a moon boosting, good for your health. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Come on down. You don't get drunk from it. It's just vitamins, so it's perfect. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, well, thank you so much, Peter, for sharing the knowledge on both of these beers with the audience here. And thank you for letting me try them. I, I think, I, like I said, I already said, come on down and try these beers before they're gone. Absolutely. I mean, we, again, thank you, Brian, for, for having us on the show again. Uh, everybody, come by Starkweather. We're, we're open six days a week from Tuesday to Sunday. Mm. Uh, even if we have an event, if you go on social media and you see that we have, for example, uh, beer and chocolate pairing, there's always room at the bar to still come in. Might look very busy, but we will always serve you a pint if you want one. So there's absolutely no problem there. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to the anniversary event, and I'm looking forward to see what you got packed for year three and on to your third anniversary. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Thanks, Peter. Cheers, Cheers. Beers. Cheers. Cheers.